The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret recurring subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com slash bonus and use the promo code MANHOR. I want to thank Tushy for sponsoring The Man Whore Podcast. Get 10% off your own easy-to-install bidet attachment and leave the toilet feeling fresh and clean. Visit hellotushy.com and use promo code MANHORE. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. What's up, you casual cum drinkers and boozy blood brunchers? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Blood bruncher, is that a thing? I think uh, my special co-host for this intro just invented it because that sounds like the perfect thing to call a dude who eats pussy when she's on her period on Sundays. Is that me? Are you introducing me? Yeah, Andrea yes. Allen, everybody. Hi. Drink my blood, cucks. <laughs> She's back. Eat the clots. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a clot in your mouth before? A, a, like a blood clot? Yeah. Can you, is that possible? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I'm like taking a bath and I'm on my period and I'm just like letting it rip red red uh-huh. i can't <laughs> is this, i haven't is felt blood this clot your safe word i haven't <laughs> i haven't felt this much physical revulsion and i'm not squeamish i do not vomit easily but uh-huh. i have not felt this squeamish since margot reese was talking about cutting up dicks sometimes you find a good clot and you're like oh that's a good size one you know it's when you just said like have you ever swallowed a blood clot and i'm like oh <laughs> Uh, that listen, I understand why. I do have a bit about how men should eat us out on their periods if they expect us to drink their cum, uh, which I like kind of mean. Well, I don't know. I I understand that blood is a next level thing. I think blood and sh- it depends. It depends if, on how if, much blood. If I'm eating a burger and uh-huh. there's like a little like heart, you know, there's like calcium yeah, deposits, yeah. then yeah. you could. Yeah, Ugh. I get weird when I just come across one of those. Yeah. Okay, a blood clot. Anyways. I think, I think, I don't, it depends on how much blood. Oh, Andrew. I've also like, so I've gotten cut during sex before and that's kind of fun too. I don't know. Fun? Yeah. It's fun? Okay. Oh, am I, am I upsetting the prude Billy Priscilla? Absolutely. One time, do you want to hear about this? One time, this guy, probably one of the best lays I've ever had, he like ripped out my tampon and as a joke, he took the bloody tampon and drew a heart on his forehead with it. And I was like, damn, that's fucking, that's funny. You're fun. You don't get squeamish easily. You know he's going to be a good lay. You know, it wasn't the blood. It was the clot of the blood Yeah, part. the clot's a that's lot. That's what yeah. got me. Uh, hey, everyone. So Andrew's here, uh, <laughs> co-hosting my intro. Hey guys! We just finished recording a really great bonus episode that went twice as long as I planned. Yeah. Uh, where Andrea tries to convince me I'm a sex and love I'm addict. Not trying to convince you, it's I'm simply okay. offering you a qualifying uh-huh. quiz mm-hmm. where every single answer should have been yes, but uh-huh. you still said no to some of them. Because I'm a filthy liar, uh, sure. and I cannot wait to share and talk a little bit more about our bonus episode in a bit. But first. 
Show dates, people. Show dates. Okay. October 21st, I'm going to be at the Grizzly Pair at 8 o'clock. There's a free comedy show down in Greenwich Village. Then Los Angeles. Hey, you. Oh, shit. Yeah, LA people. What's up? November 4th. I know it's already in your calendar because I told you to put it there and mm-hmm. you listen to me because you respect what I say. Mm-hmm. November 4th, I'm to remind you, <laughs> we're doing the Man Work Podcast live in LA at the Dojo of Comedy in Hollywood. I have been told I need to say this part. I do not understand why it's a big deal, but there's free parking. That is a big deal in LA, yes. I was told by my producer, you have to say there's free parking because people will be into it. Totally. So I'm like, okay, there's free parking, everyone. Yes. Get your tickets. I went to LA recently and I don't even drive a car, but I was with friends who drove a car and holy shit, is that a big deal? I mean, this is going to be a great fucking show, but... What a, like, one less pain in the ass thing for people to come out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be on stage with uh, at least three, maybe even four, of uh, my past partners. Are they L.A. people? Yeah. God, who haven't you fucked? Do you have someone in every city? No. <laughs> but, like, you know, I travel. Sure. <laughs> sure. God. Um, you know, look, I want the show to be big enough that I, I can just afford to take you with me to a, do live shows in whatever yeah. show, you know? Yeah, every, every show it's you and me being like, <laughs> fuck off. Well, I did book, like, the first person is, a, I mean, two of the women are comics, but one of them is, like, going to be the Andrea Allen role, the Rachel Shank role. Okay. Where you're, like, the comedic, <laughs> where, where at the end everyone's going to say it ended up being her show. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Sure, sure. So that's going to be great. And if you want tickets to that, so that's November 4th, 7 p.m. in Hollywood. Uh, go to manwhorepod.com slash tickets. Get yours today, and I'm very happy and proud and thrilled to announce that we have a sponsor for the show. I want to thank Motor Bunny. Hell yeah. We all know what the Motor Bunny is. It is a fucking kick-ass sex toy. Is that the thing I sat on? Yes, it is. Wow, that thing is cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sit on it in front of your fans at the after party. For too long? Yeah, because I'm like, this is about to get very vulnerable. It, it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. The power. I didn't even have it on full speed. And she was only on the grinding pad. She wasn't. She didn't even have anything inside her. Yeah. And she she could tell how kick ass this toy is. Uh, and you all know the deal. Fifty dollars off with promo code manhor at motorbunny.com. So thank you to them for sponsoring it. Uh, but and 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 if you are in the L.A. area, you want to hang out with me. Maybe you want to hang out with some fellow fan whores. Shoot me an email manhorpod at gmail because we're putting together a little hangout, uh, and I'd love to see you there. Uh, speaking of show dates, Andrew, you got? Do you have any? Do you have any yeah, shows coming up? Anything? So funny that you ask. Any spots? Me and my blood clots are going to be doing. <laughs> Is that um, what you call the fans of your show? The blood clots. The, I should. The hot mess blood clots. <laughs> It is a hot mess. When you have a blood clot in your fucking life, it's it's something you got to clean up. You got to mm-hmm. scrub your bathtub, and that's how I feel about my fans. <laughs> I res- by the way, hey everyone, I respect you so much more than she respects her blood clots. Uh, no, I love them. I eat them. Uh, oh, blood in, blood out. You know. Uh, so I am doing my first hour of stand up comedy in my entire comedy career. I'm very excited. Um, this is going to be a landmark event for me uh, at Gutter in Brooklyn on October 13th. So that's this coming Saturday. Uh, I'll be, I'm recording it to release an EP, which is really exciting. Um, There's another comedian opening for me, Daniel Simonson, who is wonderful. Uh, The co-host of my podcast, Emily Lubin, the Hot Mess Comedy Hour co-host, is going to be there hosting the show itself. So it's going to be a packed lineup. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really proud of what I've 
put together and I think it'll just be a party night, you know, mm-hmm. come see me do stand up, come hang out with my blood clots. Um, gutter is a really cool venue too. I think it's Billy will be there. I will be there. Yeah. The I'm ticket, very excited. The ticket links are in the bio of my social media, which is Andrea underscore Allen 88 or hot mess comedy hour on Instagram and uh, Andrea Comedy on Twitter. I'm posting about it everywhere, so you can find it easily. And if you don't like social media, you're going to see a link to that ticket page in these show notes yes. of this show. Okay, right underneath my LA show. So you get, hey, maybe you want to check out both shows. Go buy tickets to both, uh, and then fly to whichever coast you need to for the other. Give us all your money. <laughs> uh, give it to give us all your money and come, please. Oh, that's what I all I need in this world. <laughs> money and come. Money come and clots. So co- some some great shows coming up from two of uh, probably your favorite hot messes in the industry. I think so. Um, but you know what was a bigger hot mess for the country? Holy shit. Uh, we have a, we have justice Brett Kavanaugh. Is he in? Oh yeah. He got sworn in yesterday. The confirmation vote was Saturday. They immediately swore that motherfucker in and he is on there. Everyone. I like get your IUDs. Yeah. Cause abortion is going to be harder to get. Yeah. As a Canadian, I offer to uh, smuggle over to smuggle the <laughs> you guys over. Actually, my mom literally said that to me. I, not even in the recent with the recent events, just when Trump became uh, president, my mom was like, listen, you can always come back home to Canada and get abortions. Don't worry about it. It's a it's a really scary and sad time for women in this country. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, it was what it was like three accusers. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, who knows if there are others out there. Sure. And again, and, and whether they be rape accusations or just it seems like he was just like not cool, chill with women. He's not. It's because it, like the, the worst, the most violent one seemed to be the Dr. Christy Ford one. Sure. The- that didn't succeed in the rape. Yeah. Which the one small thing wh- that I found, whatever, was uh, she kept being like, yeah, if he hadn't been drinking that night, I believe he would have raped me. Yeah. And then we go, limp dick Kavanaugh. <laughs> I think we all missed an opportunity to shame him. Well, um, it's just, okay. I mean, the, his... A real man would have been hard and able to rape her. God. His general behavior towards women is obviously disgusting, but just... Purely from the standpoint of like, is this a person who has has uh, a moral quality to them to be in the Supreme Court who is yelling at other people when they're questioning him? I love I like beer. Do you like Do you beer? like beer? It's like he behaved like a petulant child. She missed such a great opportunity to own him, and I felt like she. It, it looks like she was holding it back, and I wish she had it. But I, I think her, uh, Senator Klobuchar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was she he was she was the woman who he went like have you ever blacked out and she she could have just said like I'm not nominated to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's, he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, like carry himself with much dignity. And it's also like to be accused of something like that is a very very serious, very serious thing. And to and to come in with such a angry spiteful like it just doesn't i like think about him and then ruth bader ginsburg together and i'm like these are people completely from different leagues of of like career achievements how hard they've worked how much decorum they have like he's a fucking loose cannon and, and, and for he, that alone, people he, people should be embarrassed. Yeah, by him. the lying should be is already disqualifying. You can like choose not to believe that he did any of that, and he still lied. He, I mean, he kind of just I've never blacked out, 
come on, mm-hmm. come on, honey. Uh, it's yeah. you know, um, it just it just uh, infuriates me. And then there's like there's still people. And of who- course he did all that shit. Of course he did it. Come on. I can never say with a hundred percent certainty because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But like. I actually saw a uh, graphic that was really interesting and I posted it on my Instagram about false accusations and it's just like a... I never liked that though. That side of the thing where they go like, well, this is how many are false accusations. I'm like, well, how'd you measure it? If they're false... What, you're talking about proven false accusations? I don't think that statistic's the most... Okay. Uh, reliable thing this either, is, but so the whole point is that there's way more actual things than the false accusations. Okay, but I, what I liked yeah. about this graphic was it did it was like color coded. So the 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 main graphic was re- like rape people who have raped, and that made up almost the whole graphic. Right. Then in a in a like a darker color, it was the rapes that had been reported, which was a tiny mm. fraction of the huge group and then there was uh i believe arrested arrested. yeah and it was like maybe like say there were like 300 the arrested were like three and then the false accusations are down in the quarter and there's and there's two of them Mm -hmm. so it's what bothers me about the way men are reacting to me too and the hysteria around false accusations is the immediate knee-jerk reaction to realizing that there's a systemic problem with women being raped and and demoralized in our society is how does this affect me you know what i mean yeah that's such an entitled selfish fucking ridiculous and also the people who are like who hasn't ever blah 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 i'm like well then you have then you've done something (laughs) shitty and this is now about you and worrying about covering your own ass instead of like oh my god this is horrible like i can't believe how bad this really is a lot of people don't want to face the reality of how bad this really is and you're a fucking coward you should be embarrassed also all these like fox news uh talking heads these white fox news talking heads being like well in you know in justice kavanaugh i saw my father i saw my sons i saw my brothers i'll be like if kavanaugh was black would you still see your fathers your sons your brothers i feel like you wouldn't i feel like you'd be like oh that black justice nominee you know gang rape looks like him yeah totally it's it's riddled with and i don't know it's it's like to the rest of the world especially like i am not from the united states so i have a lot of i live here now but i have a lot of friends who are from different countries mm-hmm. and when they message me they're just like the united states is a fucking clown car now like it's it's such a it's such a joke like it, there's no I, I don't know how people believe in and also the the people that freak out about false accusations also seem to have this very very hilarious um uh, things need to be fair and i'm like what is fair in this world that's hilarious to me because nothing is fair because you sit on the top of the pyramid and everything has been handed to you and now all of a sudden you're like well things actually aren't fair where were you before when black people were being shot by the police where were you before when women were being raped and having their careers ruined and nothing was happening and and the, and the thing and, and on the career like people saying his careers it's like it's not no one no one okay he's some, on the supreme court the general movement was not fire him from his job yeah. the, it was just don't promote him because sure. you know who didn't have sexual assault accusations Neil Gorsuch. Sure. And, you know, he's on. We didn't. We, it's not like we threw that. Hey, you know who hadn't had any sort of accusations? 
Merrick fucking Garland, that yeah. nice old man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of petulant behavior, and it's very telling. Whenever someone responds to these things that way, uh, I just like make a note in my head like, okay, you're a prick, yeah. you know? And it's it's a shame. It is a shame because this could be an opportunity for a systemic correction, and mm. it just seems to now be an all-out fucking shit-throwing situation and on the prick side of the argument Uh um because the pricks are such prick it's to even bring up the concept of nuance sure people put you in prick category they make you look that people also are like people are like oh false accusations and and worrying about men's reputations you should want these men to go down they make men look bad mm. they you you want these pieces of shit to go down and men who are good men to rise or like if you haven't done anything wrong then you should be like yeah drain this fucking swamp of mm-hmm. these pieces of shit they can't they they can't be they're not morally sound they shouldn't be in positions of power that's just a simple you know november 6th everyone is that right yeah november 6th six Pl- yeah the. six th- number six five six mm-hmm. um november 6th everyone please go vote uh go vote blue i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna like veal it because this one matters a little too much sure you got you just gotta go do the thing the republican party i don't even fucking know at this point like between this that pedophile cowboy and this i'm like you guys i don't know yeah. i can't i can't you can't be fiscally conservative anymore this is not this is no longer a uh two parties with different ideals like it's just a full-on i i'm a registered independent yeah <laughs> i voted i was a, i was a split but i voted for chris christie and barack in 2012 like mm-hmm. Um, you, you, this isn't about like a party, guys. This is just a simple one. Uh, fucking Al Franken did a joke photo thing, and they said get him out, and we did. Mm-hmm. And then we brought up a different person, like no. So please go vote, and uh, I'm just gonna say, yeah, you, know, you gotta vote blue uh, until they give us something worth something voting reasonable. for. Reasonable. Something this reasonable. Is no longer reasonable because it's, it's yeah. Like racist, sexist, it's, xenophobic. Like it's it's. I, I don't know. I like. I look. I I, I don't want to make the Holocaust comparison because a lot of people. No, but I you know <laughs> think about Bannon. Honestly, it's like th- this is you you have to draw a hard line at a certain point because these people are complicit in a lot of really s- disgusting shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a responsibility if you can vote to to vote. Against someone, vote for Andrea. She cannot in this country. <laughs> yeah, so. please vote for me. Yeah, and and that ties a lot into my episode this week. We've got Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Remember Alyssa from the live I show? Her. She's so fun. We'll talk a little bit more about her in a bit. But uh, yeah, you know the the topic of like hashtag Believe Women. Um, mm-hmm. It comes up, and you know I. I, I I talk a bit about the nuance. Mm-hmm. Well, how like the, it's it's a great hashtag. Maybe not the most practical advice, but about setting up an environment where we even could believe a woman is is more. I think you know what Alyssa brings up. Okay, uh, well here's my thought on that too. Is that um, of course here, of course nuance is a thing. Of course, the, in a, in a sexual encounter that goes awry, there's one person's version there's the other person's version and then there's what actually happened but i think we're not talking about in a lot of these situations we're not talking about like something where something something went a little weird or it's like one person raped another person in the workplace and the person who was raped has no recourse because no one will believe her Mm -hmm. i think those are two very different situations and that's why it's 
people get frustrated when you muddy the water because it's not about semantics right now. Like this is about a huge, like systemic problem. And that's why I'm not response tweeting everyone I see with hashtag believe women. And I think that was what, I mean, three years ago, that was the big thing I learned was even if it's not like the perfect thing being said, it's not time for me to interrupt right now. Well, it's also like, like I don't have to believe in whatever the, exact everything is i just have to not interrupt well it used to it used to always be like a lot of the time to the people who people go what about the burden of proof and what about um you know like standing trial innocent until proven guilty but uh, it makes me go okay if someone rapes another person like a person in a higher position of power rapes a female co-worker Mm -hmm. And only those two. There's no, there's no evidence. Like no one's recorded yeah. it. What's the burden? It's, of pr- what it's proof? The, can- it's the roughest crime because it's what not like a murder. Bring yeah. If you don't go get a rape kit done right away and make a thing, and, and even then, even then. But and I'm also, just saying, lull to that that the police take anything fucking seriously. Right. But it is like if you don't even do any of that, like really, what is the recourse? And it's and it's unfortunate because it's an unfor- It's a crime where you really. It's hard. It's really hard to do it right for either side of it. You you you, do it right. As in, um, it's hard. Murder. Murder is like a thing. There's a body. Typically, there's a body. Maybe you got some prints of a thing. Right? There's something. Like, I feel like you don't have that with with sexual assault. If you don't got witnesses, you don't have a camera, you don't have DNA inside of a... Like, it's so fucking difficult to respect due process and respect and give the victim a fucking chance. Right. So that's what it is. It's like when, when people are like, it's, it's like these comments, I'm like, you don't, you've never lived in this world before as a woman. You've never, you've never felt threatened in this way. You've never been assaulted. You don't know. Sometimes people freeze after a rape and they, they stay in their apartment for three days because they are in a, like a place of trauma. You know, it's, it's, it's not like, Okay, you get raped, and obviously you gather yourself together. By the way, when you're getting raped, in the back of your head, you're always going, "Is this kind of guy gonna fucking kill me after this?" Like that's a thought that you're not. So you're not like, "Oh, let me make sure I can prove this is happening." Mm. In your head, you're just like, "Okay, this is happening. Let's hope that he doesn't then kill me." Like you're clearly in survival mode. It is laughable to me when some fucking asshole open micer is like, well, when, well, then you go to the police and you get a rape kit. I have friends who have gotten rape kits and the police have lost them. I've had people go to the police and they have not believed them. I, it's I, like, thank you, 26-year-old open micer man. Yeah. I appre- Thank God you spoke up. It's oh not like God, we thought about that. Oh my God, what a good that. point. Thank you so much. Man, I swear this entire podcast episode is not about rape, everybody. I swear there's other things rape we talk about. Rape and clots. Rape and clots, baby. Uh, sometimes Sometimes you just need to distract yourself from the horrors of the world. You know how I like to distract myself in a not sex and love addict-y way. Mm-hmm. Some good porn. Good for you. Some good paid for, ethically made porns. Yeah. And I like to watch a chunk of my porn. I'm, I'm realistic here. It doesn't have to be hashtag all your porn. Mm-hmm. Hashtag some of your porn. I like to watch at hotmovies.com. Wait, what a, what a group your believe women in with your uh, Look, I'm just, advertisement. I, had, I did not know how in-depth we were going to get on that. And then mm. I was like, how do I segue out? Yeah. You put me in a rage chamber and you forgot, like, I'm a wild animal and you can't let me run free. <laughs> uh, Andrew, well, you know, look, if I interrupted a woman about hashtag believe women, dear Lord. 
Not smart. No. No. Uh, but I do. Uh, we we know I'm a fan of the hotmovies.com over here. Uh, what, do you watch? Do you don't used to watch porn? What's your shit? Uh, I think this is great. I actually I have gotten into hot movies because you did. Yeah. Did you use my code. Yes. I love you. <laughs> because <laughs> because well, if we're talking about like the state of the world, it's hard for me to watch a, a lot of the online porn. The woman looks not in a good place during it. I'm like, ooh, she didn't doesn't seem like she really wants to be here or that this is made with her interest in mind or that it's safe. And it's this just seems like ethically I feel better about doing this. I love porn, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to feel okay about watching it. And this, you know, this is just like a quality. It what, makes me feel. What categories do you watch? I mean, in general. Because you've or- seen the breakdown of the categories. No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Fucking, if you go to the next time you're on it, go uh-huh. to the category section. What do you do? Just search for whatever you want. Yeah, next I have time, specifics. So next time, go to the category section. The breakdown is so niche and specific. Like, what are you searching when you're searching for the porn? When I search for porn, uh, I'm a BBW porn enjoyer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm. I've. I'm, I've had I've had I'm gonna go have sex again uh, soon with uh, a, a an AVN award nominated BBW performer. Look at you! Wow, I did not know you were into that. Mm-hmm. I have very. I mean, I. What's that about? What What's that? Yeah. <laughs> you seem so shocked. I've never heard a woman who is not a BBW herself say. I'm into BBW porn. Oh God, I love BBW porn. <laughs> I mean, I guess for me, I, I'll go. I also watch gay porn. I watch um, lesbians. I watch like pissing sometimes. There's nowhere I won't go. Like for me, <laughs> blood clots. Blood, sure. Oh my God, um, search blood clot just in case. Okay, I'm let's just see. curious. Let's see. Um, I let's see what pops up. Oh God, I'm I also, so nervous. I also like. Uh, what do we got? Okay, so we have blood feud, hot blooded. Screw my wife, please, and make her blood. Wait, click that one. Click that one. Which one? Screw the, my wife, please. Yeah, because or... it, it cuts off the title. I want to see what the subtitle. What about bond? Uh, bound by banana. bound by blood, bimbo, hot blood. Hot Can blood we... is hot blood, but bound by blood is a little intense. I want to know what the subtitle is for this one. What bondage blood? No, no, uh, just up at the screw my wife because okay. you see how it cuts off. Okay. Just, Click just, it? Uh, yeah, sure. And make her blood, blood boil. boil. Okay. okay. That's safer. Yeah. I was really nervous. It was going to be like, and make her bleed. Be- okay. So for me, uh, BBW or just like, uh, I also love porn with, uh, I like I like lesbians, but I particularly, are you recording me? I particularly like uh, black lesbians. And I don't know what that is. It might be some weird, like, shitty fetishizing of people of color. Or maybe just your preference. It might, I don't know. I know. I feel like that that's the thing with porn. I over, I'm like, is this coming from a shitty place? I hope this isn't coming just, from a shitty you know, place. At least you're thinking of it. Sure. Well, that's, like, I stopped watching porn where it was like stepfather shit because I'm like, I feel like I'm feeding into that creepy narrative of like older dudes fucking like teenagers that like don't know what's going mm-hmm. on there's something taboo about it but i'm like ah, i don't know i think yeah. i should stop watching this 
And you can uh, check out some BBW porn and you can like recommend some to Andrea. Uh, if you go to hotmovies.com slash bonus, use promo code manwhore, you will get 20 extra minutes that's on great. top of any package you sign up for. And I can come in like under a minute. So that's like. That's a, that's like a month. That's, you know, a couple weeks worth of viewing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, hashtag pay for some of your porn. Go to hotmovies.com, promo code manwhore. Yeah. The BBW <laughs> thing I do think is just. I I like things that are other outside of my sexual experience, you know, like different from what I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's what I like about it. I like, ah. I, I like, I don't how, know. How the other side lives. Kind of, yeah. I, I, I've never been with, ah, I've been with one overweight person. I don't know. Not besides me? You're not overweight. <laughs> but <laughs> Before we get to my guest this week, Alyssa, uh, it's time for the fan who appreciation moment. Oh, yeah. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank a few of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, what What is Patreon? Um, Andrew, how, how do you describe Patreon? Patreon is how I pay my bills. No. <laughs> uh, Patreon's a great service if you are a fan of an artist, but podcasters specifically, if you want to contribute in any way, big or small, and also get access to bonus content or... Uh, different to be able to interact with other fans of the show. It's just a way to become more engaged with the show that you already like. Um, like for example, um, on my Patreon, you have you can give a dollar if that's all you can give, and that's a great way to give us money. Or you can give five dollars and get a bonus show. And I know Billy has a similarly structured mm-hmm. thing, um, ways to engage more yeah. with him. Like I just we, think we, it's a we really... just did a bonus episode. Yeah. yeah, I convinced Billy that he's a sex addict. <laughs> I don't know if you convinced me, but we 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 dived into the topic, yeah, and uh, that's going to be available for all of my five dollar and up fan whores tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, but right now, I want to thank a few people uh, by name because they are great for supporting me uh, and for being members. Uh, so right now, I want to give a shout out to Raphael Doyon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Also, you know, can't couldn't really find you, so I just searched your name, and that was like the picture that popped up. Wow. So like, if that's him, he's hot. If it, yeah, if Raphael, the person we're looking at, is you, you're hot. Yeah. If it's not, I'm sorry. Um, I want to give a shout out to Casey Hine and Deanna Trickle, a couple of hotties that I like to, uh, I get to see fool around in the peep show. Oh God, you two are so fun to watch. Uh, and a thank you to John Cox. That is a great fucking name. There's really not much that needs to be said about it. Nope. <laughs> it's just you're great. Your name's great. Thank you for your pledge. And you too can become a member for as little as $1 a month. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Wow. You have you have so many patrons. What a fun community to be a part of. Yeah. What, what, what I got up there? One, six, 169 members. 69. Uh, yeah. Did we ever 69? No, I don't no. think we did anything. We we did so much more than you remember. I don't know if you just blacked it all out. I did black it all but out. But we we you ha- fist me? Yes. Ha God, that's so vile. <laughs> it was uh you know, it was a surprise. Did you fist anybody else? Am I the only person I, you fisted? I fisted a good chunk of people. Good for you. Yeah, you know, it's always a surprise. Very fun. Uh <laughs> it's just the thing is like if you get three in there and you think you can get a fourth, then you can just get the third. I think I was so horny because we couldn't have we like were not having successful sex. We had more successful sex than you care to remember. Sure. I think it was like 50-50. You seem to think it was like 90-10, and I'm like, no, it was like 50-50. Let's be in the middle. Yeah. Um, 
Well, this week's guest, I also did not uh, fuck successfully ever. Mm-hmm. Never fisted her, though. Mm. Uh, but I've gone on Alyssa. for those you love. <laughs> uh, Alyssa from the live podcast. Yeah, Alyssa was so funny. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, what would you think of Alyssa? I loved her. I, I actually... Uh, she's not a comedian, right? No, no. Which is she was so she was so fun and able to like joke around and riff with the comedians very quickly. All of the women on the live show were really funny. Uh, I also like how honest she was being about like, yeah, I just kind of like wanted to have you around. Yeah, she's uh, you know pretty honest. Uh, I dug she, her for that. Yeah, and she's a very cool person. Is she going to Greenpeace or something like that? Uh, Peace Corps. She's Peace already Corps. left. She's in Africa. Wow. When she hears this, yeah, cool chick. I really liked her. Super cool. I yeah. I still like her. I'm just. I was listening to it to edit the other day, and I was like, Oh, why why can't we date? You're so my type. I'm so mm-hmm. into this. Uh, but she was she was fantastic. Um, I thought it was fun. Did you before y'all you got on stage? Did you interact with Emily or Alyssa at all? Yeah. I interacted with Emily more, okay, because um, she seemed more nervous. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Uh, I think that she like uh, she was worried that your fans would dislike her because I think she was worried that she was had been like painted as a villain or perhaps hadn't been given the was opportunity. This Hamilton? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, God, you're so dramatic. It's not like that far off that you would. Cry. I mean, oh God! During the show, when she told when she told the story about you running up to her and being like, "I love you," and then crying and running away, is that I didn't not cry and run away? I ran away then cried. Good, right, right. Let's, Very different. That's totally different. She did, and then she... I got threatened by Lucky Luciano's great grandson or whatever. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not not dramatic. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, so I was. I don't know. I'm a performer, so I think. I was inherently more comfortable before the show yeah. because you and I have a rapport and I've performed at a lot of live shows yeah. before. So I always like to like when I notice someone seems nervous to try to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, actually, oh, that's so sweet of you. I'm a really nice person. Despite oh. all the things you hear, I have a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, but she was, it was actually funny. She was telling me about all the comedians that she had fucked and a lot of like some of them are kind of famous. I don't know. Uh, the, all the girls also were kind of like bro. She was broy also. Not Emily. Emily um, uh, Alyssa. Yeah. Alyssa's broy, um, and she like didn't really seem to give a fuck. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's exactly what I want out of yeah. a, out of a guest. Someone who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, we'll be honest. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll get into it with me. Yeah, fine. Um, she, we were all we're all out of your league, which is a common thing in your life. Sure, I guess I'm. I'm just. I'm hideous. Uh, but Aww, we- yeah. uh, whiny proceedo. So uh, we got we got a great show with Alyssa coming up. I think you're all really gonna like it. Uh, after the you know my longest intro ever. Uh, but you know, thirty nine minutes, baby. High quality though with yeah. with the illustrious Andrea Allen. <laughs> Don't know what illustrious means, but I think it's a compliment. But uh, but Andrea, before we uh, get to that, just tell everyone one more time where they can find you if they want to come to your uh, stand up show this Saturday, the thirteenth. There will be a ticket link in the show notes. But uh, Instagram tweets. Follow me at Andrea Comedy on Twitter. Follow me at Andrea underscore Allen eighty eight on Instagram. Follow my podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour, at that name at Instagram as well. Uh, information on my hour stand-up taping will be there. And also, thank you, Billy, in these show notes. That is going to be Saturday, October 13th at Gutter. At doors at 8.30, show at 9. It's the first time I'm doing an hour. It's going to be so much fun. Um, so follow me at a minimum, but at a maximum, come to my show. Fantastic. Have fun. All right, and let's go ahead and get on over to Alyssa. 
it's nice to have someone not shouting at me because uh-huh. I just fucking left a very intense situation in the park. I was, I was playing backgammon. Oh. As I do. And one dude and that pit, all those, you know, Union Square, all the chess guys. Yeah. So there's also backgammon in there. Okay, gotcha. And well, let's just say not the most like uh, progressive of types sometimes in there. And so they're like, there's a lot of just cat calling in there. You yeah, really sure. p- you pick your battles on what you're gonna mention. Yeah. So you'd be like, okay, well, is this like, is this the kind of cat calling that really is benign or whatever? Because I, right. I, I hear the spectrum of it. I bet. And so I call. I'm playing my game with this with with, with one guy, and then a dude like next to me just said something I found was a line cross. Okay. You know, just hollering at some random chick, and he freaked. When I was like, yeah, don't do that. He's like, well, you wait, what do you say? I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe don't do that. They don't like that. Lost his shit. Freaked the fuck out. Started calling me faggot this, faggot that. I'm like, you have a limited vocabulary. Vocabulary That's adorable. I can't say vocabulary, but I have a decent one. And uh, it, it escalated to the point he just like tossed his fucking drink at me, like tried to flip the table, threatening me. Everyone's telling me to leave. They're like, he's going to go get a hammer. There's a Home Depot around the corner. Like, he's going to go... You should you should not be here, and then and then I think to how everyone's like, well, you know, we when we read you know, the articles and the think pieces and the, and the tweets, it's like, man, you need to you need to go, you need to speak up and you need to call out things. And then I'm like, yeah, but there's like real violence. <laughs> Is this what y'all experience every day? Because this was, I mean, on the regular. Okay, because I was like, I legit when he walked up, I was like, I'm gonna be back, I'm gonna fucking be back, and I legit thought he was gonna go grab a weapon. Well, usually they, I mean, women die like that all the time. Yeah. It happens a lot. And it, whether you say anything or not, Mm. there's scary shit like that that happens to women all the time. Nonstop. Yeah. Well, I I tried to do my part. I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah, my blood's a little boiling. I mean, it's helpful to say something, but it's also helpful to know when it's not a safe situation anymore, right? You just walk away. I was. You don't you- get extra points like for sticking around longer, you know. Wait, I thought I got like extra feminist points for like a black eye. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Oh shit! <laughs> How do you pick your battles? Um, you have to be really careful about if you actually feel safe. Like that's a real thought to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like, am I in a space that's I actually am safe? Because there's a lot of places that you can consider safe and you're like, no, they're not, not enough. Not yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, during the live show, and I should say right now, I, I am here with the wonderful Alyssa, who you all heard a while back on the live podcast from ManhorCon. And uh, I think the consensus right at the end was, well, Billy, you're stubborn. Billy, you need to be right. But I'm like, see, this is an example where like me being stubborn and insisting on my position, you know, was for good. Sure, but that doesn't make that that means that stubbornness is correct. No? <laughs> okay. I think there has to have some nuance to that. Okay. Situational, right? I guess so. I don't know. I don't, I, nuance is not my strong suit. No, but it's something you could probably lean into. <sighs> that seems difficult. It's called growth, my friend. Growth? growth. Adulting? Things of that nature? Mm-hmm. We were about to adult hard. You're fucking leaving the country. I am. You I... sped up my timetable on this episode. <laughs> well... <laughs> I wait for no man. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> like, I'm going to go save the world. No. Um, <laughs> but you're going off to join the Peace Corps. and I am leaving for Morocco in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel uh, after the live show? That was a, you, you, you're not like a performer type. You're a, 
you're a normal, healthy, fairly sane citizen who doesn't need the approval of strangers in a crowd. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't do it for a living, I'd say. But I think if you ask any of my friends that I've made sit through some sort of cabaret performance after I've had a few cocktails, like, I'm not sure if they would say that performers not in my repertoire. But, you do cabaret? <laughs> um, there's been maybe a time or two where I've put Broadway on Alexa and had, you know, danced and, and sang for thing. And, you know, there's a <laughs> Tina Turner and a Cher rolling on the river duet that's happened a couple times. So... <laughs> just performing in a different way i suppose how did we not work out if you love musicals because <laughs> come on that's my strong suit <laughs> well if, if a relationship is only based on musicals somehow i don't see it going very far ah uh, <laughs> well you uh so so you did the live podcast and what was that experience like you're on stage with two other women who you didn't know mm-hmm. right uh you only knew like pretty much one common denominator about each other right and you knew you're gonna go on stage and overshare to strangers what what was that like um i mean it's an interesting experience because you're like you one you have to like look back it's been a while since we went out and to like recall that was a bit i had to be like okay like the smaller details Mm. took a little bit to like really remember um because like honestly like when i think of us i think of us as friends because we Mm. became friends and that's what our relationship is now getting invited to the easter party was like the real (laughs) nail in that coffin (laughs) Hey, you want to come to like my Easter party? Like I'm having a bunch of friends over and I'm just like, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else to do on Easter. So I don't think I can say no. And I threw a great party. You do you throw a great party. got to do an Easter egg hunt. I did do an Easter egg hunt. And I many met, Bloody Marys were had. I met a lot of people. There you go. I shook hands. I was social. There you go. Missions accomplished. New things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like an interesting experience to like think back to that. Um, But also just to be like, you know, we make mistakes um, going through life. And like, it's an interesting thing to like look at your behavior, Mm -hmm. like look in self and be like, okay, what I have done as we're talking about it, would I have done anything differently? Is there things that like I'm proud of that I did? Are there things that I wish I'd done different? Um, And just to like have that self-reflection moment because I don't know that we uh, as a society do that enough through relationships. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you move through them and you're either hurt so you don't want to think about it or um, it was short-lived and maybe you didn't think there was anything to learn there or whatever it might be and it just kind of like continues to move and churn. Um, So it was like, you know, I went up there and I was like, well, I hope I don't look like an idiot. (laughs) And then when I was done, I was like, okay, I don't think you looked like an idiot. You did not look like an idiot. (laughs) Which is helpful. So... Yeah, it was, um, you know, first. Yeah. <laughs> and you brought friends. I did. I, I brought did, quite a few friends, I did, actually. I had no idea you were going to be such a draw. Well, <laughs> you can uh, make sure to invite me to all ManhorCon events, I guess, <laughs> and I'll bring a crowd. For sure. <laughs> well, so have you had, the, I mean, the, the concept of looking back at old things that we find in, insignificant in the moment when they end and then looking back to be like, oh, you know, you go like, ah, I said what? You go yeah. look at, You look at the text and sometimes get a little... Uh, ashamed yeah sure yeah. i think that's human behavior right yeah i've i've looked back at old texts many a time from random people a lot of times it has to do with me being like oh would i want them on the show let me go or let me go look at what the what happened there and then so many times especially if it was you know before 2016 so many times i go wait i said huh <laughs> billy what were you doing, buddy? Why say that? You're being stubborn. You don't need to pick that fight. 
I've, I, I do that often. <laughs> Growth, my friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, so when have you had to do that? Um, well, I think like as it pertains to us, like the late night texting was not one of my more proud behaviors. Um, I was proud of you for it. Uh, <laughs> if I had just realized what the fuck it was. Well, and also like I, it, it was one of those like I want attention. And when it mm. came down to it, like nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a cool thing to like also to string somebody along or like make people confused when I was very clear, like what I wanted, um, with us, which was to be friends mm. and like to give you another idea is not fair. And it was just like for own selfish reasons. Do you, do you know what the selfish reasons were? Yeah. Cause I just wanted attention. Yeah. But like, you know, what, why in those, at, you know, after midnight randomly, it- I don't, I mean that, like, I think it just comes and goes where you're like, oh, I want someone to like want me to and i was like oh this is a conversation that i can have that i know that we care about each other whether it's like romantic or not so i was gonna get that positive feedback that i was probably looking for and you also know the guy is interested so you're like well like billy give me a little bit of that making me feel a little little cute and whatever right and that's not really fair either Mm -hmm. um and it was like you know it's not like you were the only person I was doing that to, which isn't fair to anyone. It's one of those behaviors that I'm not doing anymore because it's like, okay, you look at this and you're like, is this the kind of person I want to be? And the answer is no. So what, is it just like you like in bed and just like, okay. Oh, no, I was out. Oh, you're, oh, you're out for this? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Once you're I'm out. home, I'm home and I'm in bed. <laughs> like there is nothing happening. That's the thing. It's like, oh, maybe. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm going home and I would like stop answering text messages. So, but do you like hit, like, do you mass blast like the, like, the half dozen or so? Folks, you know, oh, it's like you- two, maybe three. Okay. Yeah. Fucking- it's not like I don't know how hard you hit Bumble. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, so you look at that and you're like, okay, I'd rather not be that person. I'd rather not do that. Um, but otherwise, there's not anything that I regret about it. Sure. Like, I feel like I was pretty upfront um, pretty quickly. Mm. As soon as I knew, like, I try, like, to give people like two to three dates. Cause I feel like you learn a little bit more about people as you spend more time with them mm. in different scenarios. Um, so usually unless it's like really bad, I don't say after like first date, like, no, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I gave it the time and was like, no, this isn't going to change. And I was up front with you. And then from that, I'm like, okay, that all mm-hmm. I feel good about. Yeah. More people should go on second dates. I think mm-hmm. so many more second dates should be had again, unless it's terrible. Right. Unless it's like, Oh, Trump supporter or just, yeah. just, Nothing going on. but Right. But I do think like there's enough people that are so either like so nervous on a first date or are putting up this like first date small talk situation that going on a second usually at least helps a little bit to get a better idea. If not, not always, but at least a little bit better. So I so, try to do like two. Yeah. Sometimes the first day is just like exchanging trivia. Right. Like, I mean, like at, at the at I guess the base of my, my best first dates don't feel that way. But right. There are plenty of first dates that are just like, oh, we're just going to exchange like the back of our baseball cards. Sure. And then the next one will be a little bit more because we'll have all this this context. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's just it's getting to know people. And sometimes people aren't great at that at the beginning. Well, you are very great. You are quite the like popular person, just great at knowing people. <laughs> uh, I have been told that I am a gregarious human being. So I wish I was fake smart enough to know what gregarious <laughs> literally means outgoing friendly okay you know extrovert to the nth degree yeah that's you that's definitely that's definitely you i know i took my myers-briggs for the first time ever like Mm -hmm. two weeks ago um and it was like break it (laughs) extrovert was like 98 percent 
I was like, so I told my best friend, um, and she was like, well, done. I was like, yeah, but didn't you see that 2% introvert? Because she's an introvert. And she was like, yeah, no, I think that just might have been a mistake. Yeah, like, I think that that's the, the room for error. Yeah. So I guess those things actually work. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Have you always been that way? Yeah. yeah. I mean, since birth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, it's fine because you had mentioned in the live show, it's like you date a lot of bros. And that never surprised me because like you kind of really are like you're kind of like a female bro in a way. I have some tendencies that can lean that way, yes. Your bro-like tendencies. Bro-like tendencies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what What are some of your bro-like tendencies? Um, I think like the over-competitiveness. Mm. I'm very competitive. And then um, depending on the situation can also trash talk a little bit back. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're, you know, you sometimes are, uh, I can, you can be mean. <laughs> I can be mean. Um, I have to reel that in a little bit. You're certainly, what was interesting about you was that like, I see now that that's what that is. But what happens is it's not like that. Oh, it's she's being mean. It's that. Oh, like I can't tell if she likes me. And I feel like that was always where I was with you was yeah. like she's super. She's super my type and su I'm very into it and kissing. OK, cool. But other than the fact that we would make out. I had no idea where I stood. <laughs> there was no sense of like, am I doing all right? Is she not really into it? What's going on? Uh, that's an interesting observation. I've never heard that, but that I find that that's probably true more than not, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I think is partially my personality and partially probably in a dating sense, like having some, you know, having some walls up to make sure that this is going in a direction that I want and that I trust this person. So I probably, mm. it's probably a mix of both. Um, I imagine it probably happens more than I realized but then things don't continue, so I don't hear that feedback. Right. But, not, not all the dudes you date have some podcasts where they call you back later. <laughs> I would, yeah, no, that's very, very slim. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that's probably a lot of it. But it's, you know, being into like competitive sports. I love watching sports, I love talking about them. Um, I think just like that you know bros are known for being pretty confident and i think that that's probably part of it too like there's some tendency there which you know everybody i guess should have that bro tendency if if i had my way with the world but what everyone being so confident yeah because i i think that it a lot of people skew on the other end of it well yeah there's the humility or even worse the fake humility because yeah. you're scared to to feel good about yourself to others yeah exactly like, people are like oh i'm gonna feel better about myself and but only at home and they're worried about feeling it anywhere else because then they're like oh that person's that person's an asshole yeah and i think that is a bigger issue for women than it ever is for guys mm -hmm. um because culturally like we're supposed to fit into these like tiny little boxes of you have to be smart but not too smart don't be too funny but be be cultured but not too much be pretty but you know, not overly sexualized and like all of these things that you're supposed to be. And it's always like, and don't be too proud of yourself. Like, I feel like that's a big one. And that's a hard one that like my girlfriends and I talk about a lot is like, we shouldn't feel like we haven't done a great job and shouldn't be afraid to say that. And like, we need to echo that for the women around us too, and not be afraid to be like, did you know my friend did this? And it's amazing. And like, tell everyone that we can mm -hmm. get and, and allow, I'm going to say something potentially eye roll worthy. Um, I'm more embodying people listening, or at least that's why I tell myself. So like these conversations, like these actual conversations you have where like 
yeah, I don't, Jennifer, I don't feel like I can be, you know, overtly like proud about what I'm doing or brag about what I'm doing that I'm, I'm doing great things and I want people to know about it, but I'm nervous about people thinking I'm a bitch or that I'm full of myself or whatever. Are these like actual conversations you have with your girlfriends? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, and maybe I'm just really lucky that I surround myself with these amazing women who I can call my best friends, but mm. we have these kind of conversations all the time about like what it's like to be, like I have some friends that work in like architecture or finance and like what's it like to be a woman in a field that's very male dominated and like how do you make sure that your accomplishments are heard in a place that like sometimes you're very ignored and like, what's that like? Um, and how do we like champion and cheerlead for the people around us? Um, but yeah, those are conversations we actually have quite a bit. Wow. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of this that, you know, especially like, I mean, I've experienced the not realizing a thing is a thing. Uh, I remember when, you know, you would see on Facebook people complain about dick pics. They're like, what are you talking about? Really? Come on. Dudes aren't actually just sending dick pics out of nowhere to total strength. Come on. Then, you know, like, I found a, a subreddit called Creepy PMs. And uh, it's just people, like, posting the creepy messages and making fun of them. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, an epidemic. We need to stop all the things. Yes, no, Republicans, Democrats, we need to pause the whole thing. Got a, we got a, we got a problem here. Yeah, I think that that's like any time that like my girlfriends and I will tell someone like, oh yeah, we got like an unsolicited dick pic or someone said this to me or sent this to me or whatever it is. There is always this sense of shock from like our male friends, like, oh my god, no way, really? And you're like, yeah, like this is probably the tip of the iceberg. You'd be amazed at like the shit that just is like said to you, sent to you. I, you know, I can't even imagine what's said about us when we're not around. Oh, I hear some of the things. And, ooh, they cause fights in Union Square. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> crazy, but it's unfortunately the way of the world right now. Right. And it's, it, and I think part of the thing is, like, it's not that – I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll speak from my experience is that in my late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, whatever, even sometimes now, uh, when someone tells me something's happening or a thing that happens to them or guys say these things on OkCupid – the things are so over the top incredulous. They're the type of thing that like I would make up as an exaggeration of an action. So I can't, it's hard to imagine that the over the top example is the real thing. So it's like, we sadly kind of, I think need to see the examples. Like I need to find that thing or I need my friends, my friends to tell me not just a think piece. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that women like speaking up about that more is actually crazy helpful because then one friend tells you thing, maybe that's just, you know how caitlin is but when you know five of your female friends are telling you the same thing happens to them you're like oh shit this is this is a thing right but if caitlin's telling you and she's the only one telling you you should still believe her anyway yes and no but like if you knew caitlin you'd be like caitlin does like i'll put it this way i there's a there's a chick who um i know who gone to something happened with an ex now both of these people are very very unlikable very assholey uh in in a scene that i'm in and she had a black eye posted a photo he says she came at her with a knife now anyone other than this woman i'd be like come on like i'm i'm believing her but sometimes sometimes there's the friend where you're like yes that if that sounds like her grabbing a knife and coming at you while you're both doing cocaine so 
sometimes, yeah, when it's one rogue thing, it's it's and it's so over the top, it's hard to just believe wholeheartedly. And I think because because like, I think when you just hashtag believe women, like it's a great hashtag, but it's not always practical. Like, well, there's an exception to every rule, of course. But I think that like with the Me Too movement and this happening, like the focus on exceptions is why people still don't believe women. I don't think we need to focus on exceptions. I think we need to like just allow ourselves to use some more left brain than we're being told to use. Well, I think that there's, but that like bringing up those exceptions is still, we haven't even got to the point that there's a rule yet to Mm -hmm. believe women. You have to have a rule to believe them before you can have an exception to it. And that is not a cultural rule yet. So I think that it can be problematic to be like, yeah, I mean, yes, I believe and there's all that. But then there was this other time. Yeah, of course that there's going to be other times. There's this, you know, there's that is part of life. And that will be like these allegations that just came out about um, Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend with like, yes, we should believe everyone. She was probably she was assaulted. She might have assaulted someone else, too. Mm. You can believe both. But I just think that it can be with this like oh well you have to hear more than one story not no i don't i don't say i don't use the exceptions to discredit for me at least i don't use exceptions to discredit other stories i just say i like to take everything case by case and i like to use my left brain a little bit more often than i think a lot of think pieces encourage us to do because if the if they're saying no you should just bare bones this i say i should just bare bones look at what was presented to me you yeah. Know? yeah, I mean, yes, you have to look at each case by case, but I think that as a society, that's not, we're not evolved yet to be able to do that. Sure. It needs to be where the in baseline that, is believe. In that, I heard that you called me kind of evolved. That's what I... All right, well, let's take a minute and roll that back. <laughs> let's not pull things out of context. I agree, though. As a society, we have to... As a, there's a difference between like what we do as individuals and what we as a society should be doing. As a society, we need to get more comfortable with the concept that these shitty, over-the-top things that we think no one would do that because that's ridiculous. And we have to become comfortable or unfortunate with the idea that like the ridiculous things happen. A lot. But a lot. Not arguing that. I'm just saying uh, when people tell me, no, you just have to do this. I go like, no, because and and maybe I'm biased. I'm and I've actually been thinking about this over the last like just this year in particular. Uh, I don't get nervous when I use this opening clause. Uh, I have been accused not of like rape or assault. I've been accused of some things and that just blatantly didn't happen. And just just like factually inaccurate does not even it's not even a thing like where we're, it's not even he says she, it's just like a I say this happened. I have no basis or evidence for this, but I'm just going to say this happened because I'm mad. I'm saying a thing. Now, I've been exonerated from some of these things with the people who matter. The problem is um, that happened to me. And so I feel like now my vision on all this stuff is warped. Like, I don't trust my opinion on a lot of, on this because I'm like, whoa, the exception has now happened to me multiple times in one year. And so that's where, that's where I'm at. And, and so I don't know what to do with, I guess, with me, because I don't, I mean, that's probably, I, don't, I don't trust myself. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking like, well, it happened to me again, multiple times in a year. So like maybe this, and I'm like, I, and so I'm recognizing that and trying not to even ponder whether or not someone's telling the truth when it has nothing to do with me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm biased in that way. Sure. And I think on the other end of the spectrum as someone that 
was sexually assaulted, like mm-hmm. I have to look at my own bias and say, like, am I really looking at this in a way that is actually looking at what's happening and what people are saying? And, um, or am I looking at it from the color of my own experience? Um, and I think that's important for everyone to consider, but as a larger, just cultural norm rule, I think we still are a long way from moving towards like believing is the baseline. Mm. And I, so I'm just always very careful about how I talk about exceptions to those rules because I think it needs to be a rule first. Um, See, I don't want believing or not believing to be like, I don't want believing one side or the other to be the rule. I want the rule to be look, look at what was presented to you and make an informed decision. Right. But I think it has to move to even get to that point. Like there's a step in between Mm. where the believing is happening Mm. because to be able to look at the facts either way left, you know, it went this way, it went that way. There has to be an idea that you could believe. Mm. And that's not for a lot of people where things start. So to get to where, you know, you are talking about it being ideally, yes, Let's keep moving in that direction. But I think there has to be a step in between where at least the option that there is a choice that people are thinking of before. There's still people who are thinking, well, no, it can't. That couldn't have happened. And and those people, I say, are wrong, too. Just like the believe everything wholeheartedly. I think both because both aren't operating in the, oh, I'm just going to look at the stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And And I like that you brought up the like how your experience like can color it in that way, too. Well, everybody's experience is different, right? How you deal with it, how you deal with trauma, how, what happened to you, how, when it was, what, you know, I feel like there's so many levels to that. And it's such an individual, personal experience and journey to get out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are always on it. So some people it's, you know, triggering, some it's not, some can talk about it, some can't, it's, so personal and there isn't like a one way fits all kind of situation around it. Are you the type that can talk about it? Yeah. I mean, and that's just from years of distance Mm. and like working through it and being like really knowing like this was not my fault Mm. and I feel comfortable enough to be able to talk about it, which I know is helpful to people that haven't been able to, and then feel like now they have an ally to talk to it about. Um, but that's not everybody's position. And like, I don't believe in this, like, you have to talk about it. Uh-huh. You have to share it. Like, no, there are people that can and there are people that can't. And that's okay. Yeah, no, of course. No one's obligated to share shit. Yeah. Um, how long did it take to you get for you to get to that place with, with your own assault? Um, I don't know if there's like a timeline on it. I Like, I don't remember like this, like light bulb moment where it was just like, okay, like, I'm fine with how my life has turned out and like this was something that happened to me and um now i can talk about it i don't there's not like a pinpoint moment um it just was like working i think just with growing up and working through like just everything that happens as you become an adult and Mm -hmm. for me that included working through that um and it's just i don't know i guess i can't remember I've been pretty open with it since it happened, I guess, too. Yeah, you brought it up on the first date. Yeah, so that... You either brought it up or, like, heavily alluded to it. Because you brought up your ex, and then I just put a couple pieces together, and I was like, oh. Oh, no, it wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't him? Oh, no, God, no. Didn't you have an ex that was pretty physical? Or different... No, 
Okay. No. Uh, you brought up a very shitty person in your life. I mean, I had a tumultuous yeah, relationship, but it was not a physical, and it had nothing to do with him. This happened oh, in so, college. Oh, so I read into that one all the wrong way. Yeah, okay. no. He, like, that was totally different things. We just weren't meant for each other, and there were some issues, like most relationships will have. Um, and it was a great learning experience, but there was a lot of love there, too. Um, but no, no, not him. <laughs> what What's the different, what different kind of tumultuous was that? Um, it just was some issues, um, that he needed to work through and some stuff that I needed to work through on my own. And we just weren't, um, it was a toxic mix at the time. All right. I won't ask you to like share like his, his beef, but what was your half of that, that chemical equation? Um, I gave up a lot of who I was to support you stopped fist pumping what <laughs> well, i've never fist pumped let's be clear about that um that does not happen with the bro tendencies some self-worth issues so i gave up a lot of who i was to fit into what i thought he wanted and what he needed um and it was just one of those things that like no i wouldn't i wouldn't give up my personality like that again um whatever part of this uh wonderful personality could possibly be at odds with a person <laughs> Did he need you to turn it down from 98 to 64%? Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, all the things that he liked about me at the beginning, and it didn't end up that he liked those so much about me as it went on. Like like what? Um, Like being really friendly. Like there was a lot of jealousy issues with just me being super outgoing and... um, Having guy friends, I'm assuming. Yeah, that was problematic for him. Um, And it just, I made myself very small for someone else, and I just wouldn't, I won't do that again. No, you shouldn't. Um... No matter how much you love somebody else, that's not, you know, self-love comes first. So mm. now, like, I mean, we all do all make all sorts of decisions and have certain thoughts when we're in love. That's all that, you know, wonderful right brain goodness. But like when someone's telling you like they're jealous that you have guy friends, I'm assuming it's not the first time a dude has been jealous of you having guy friends, right? Uh, No, that was. That was? Yeah. Okay. I'm just wrong all the time. Fuck <laughs> me. Um, But just the idea like. Do you ever just like kick in the left brain goes like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Um, it probably was there a little bit, but you know, you can be pretty good at silencing things you might not want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted this relationship to work so badly because I was like, I love this person so much. And even if it's twisted and messy, I know that he loves me too. And it was like, I, you know what? I can make this work. I can make this work. I can make this work. You hold out as long as you think you can. Right. I was like and- digging in my heels. Like I can, you know, I'm one of, a, one of my favorite qualities is I am a loyal and like to the end friend. And when I get in a relationship, that's the same way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can go a little too far when I needed to get myself out. Um, and I don't think I had the right tools. Like I started going to therapy when we were together, um, for my own stuff, um, like working through some self-worth issues and whatnot. Um, and like that was building. And then after our breakup, I like really dug into that. And like, I would suggest everybody go to therapy cause I think it's amazing and it changed my life. And like, I went for a little while and then she was like, all right, you're good. Really? Yeah. I always had a hard time figuring that out, like how it ends. Like I, I remember the first time I went to a therapist as an adult. Like I told her, I was like, "Hey, so like, how's this end? Like, how do you, or not even when I started? I think it was like in the middle, it's like several several months into it. You know, I was like, "Hey, what's the? How do you balance the incentive to keep someone on the line?" 
and they're done? Or do you wait till you have someone else ready to fill the slot? Like how, how do you balance the, uh, you know, your, your conscience with the checkbook? I imagine so, if you're a good therapist that that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And you're in New York. I can't imagine that the list of people trying to sign up to come see you is minimal. <laughs> that um, is true. But yeah, I don't know. We just went and then she was like, you know, I don't think you need to come back anymore. Like our sessions went less and less. Like at the beginning, I was going like once a week and then it was like once every other. Then it was once a month, once every other month. So you're an actually well-adjusted human. I, I don't have the diploma to prove it. But yes, <laughs> I do believe I am a well-adjusted human now. And uh, you've seen the therapy like carry over into your dating life? Absolutely. Yeah. And like how so? Um, I just don't put up with bullshit anymore. Like... I don't have this, like, full need, like, oh, I don't know. He doesn't seem that great, but it seemed like he liked me, so, like, maybe I'll keep going out. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not worth it. Not, um, It's not something that I need in my life or feel like I need yeah. in my life. Like, I'll date when I want to, and I enjoy it. Like, I'm one of those weird people that, like, actually really likes it. Um, but if I don't want to, I don't want to, and I don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about giving, not wanting to give other people my time. No, absolutely. Did you feel like you? it was an interview? Uh, not to put you too much on the spot. Did you feel like when you were on stage for that, for the live show, did you feel like it was an interview where you were just supposed to like wait for a question and answer? I mean, a little. But I think that that format, like it's a panel, like yeah. for lack of a better term, like kind of leans towards that. Um, and it is like I hadn't been on the show before sure. and the other two girls had. So like I was also, I guess, at a disadvantage of like how it usually works. Um, it was fine. It was just like, I noticed like your answers were shorter sometimes where I was like, no, like more. We're doing like, we're doing a show. So you can do the long answer. Well, yeah. And like (laughs) battling to be heard at times. So did you feel like you had to battle a bit? (laughs) Every once in a while. But you know, that's personalities. It was, that's the thing you do. But you're the, you're 98%. Yeah. But you date women (laughs) that are also have personalities, which is great. You know, there was no wallflowers happening, which is exciting. So. Did any, yeah, did, uh, were you shocked that who else was on the panel with you? Like, that they dated me? I don't, my intern, like, posted on the Instagram. She's like, can we all pause for a second? How did Billy bag the, all these, like, beautiful women? (laughs) And, like, I had to, like, I had to steal my own Instagram story back from her and go, like, hey, it's Billy again. Like, I have blue eyes. I'm sometimes funny. Like, it's not a total shock. (laughs) Um, I guess I've never seen you out with anybody else. So I would actually have no idea. I don't know. Just some people go like, uh, I think the most com- one of the more common questions I'll get from dudes. And it's always dudes who ask uh, when I tell them what I do for a living. They'll be like, yeah, bro, these like women who come on the show, are they hot? And one, I'm like, it's an audio medium. Don't know why it matters. Uh, but he's like, yeah, but are they hot? Because like their personality only works when I listen to them if they're also hot. Uh, <laughs> Those visual creatures men are. Yeah. Um, but I feel like sometimes they're like they're asking because they can't imagine who dates me. Which is weird. Well, I think all it sounded like the three of us all met you at different times. Like, I don't know. Mm. I never really figured out, like, what years everything yeah. was. But it seemed like to, like, different times of your life, at yeah. least, like, spread out somewhat. Where it wasn't like, oh, I dated this person in August and this person in September. And then this person was December of the same year. Like, boom, sure, boom, sure. boom. So, um, I guess that probably adds to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for most people, like, where you are in your life and you look at who you went out with at that time is always different as, you know, comparatively to like other times of your life. So how have the dudes you've dated over the, the timeline, how has that changed or morphed if at all, or am I an outlier? Uh, well there was, I think you were were in an outlier moment. Mm. Um, 
like because like right around you i went out with a couple people that i probably would not have ever gone out with otherwise um because i was like okay let's step out of what we usually go for and see if there's something different like you know it's that con like if you keep doing the same thing without a different result what about that why is that if you keep dating bros uh (laughs) you're gonna keep running into potential like trump supporters sometimes asshole types you can you can um so it's like okay i was like all right i'm gonna go out with people that i might not usually and let's see how that works that didn't work out either but it was like a good moment to be like okay i think it's more of like now you could like drill down into what about someone that i like what attracts me to somebody and i think before it was like oh this very general idea of like i like bros and this is who i'm into and but it's more like now after you know kind of going through this moment of like dating more sensitive guys and artists or um you know i don't know just different people than what i usually go out with it i'm more like oh this is what i like about the people I usually go out with. This is why this is now look for this quality as opposed to this like general theme of people. Were you Does fi- that make sense? Like you were finding that quality in these other types that they shared with your usual look? No. Or no. you were because they were so different, they didn't have that quality. And then you knew, oh, this is the quality that's been missing throughout. I think a little of both okay. where you could be like, oh, I like I'm like connecting with this person. Why is that? Because usually they're not in this like general theme. Uh And then you can really be like, oh, it's because X, but I also, you know, I'm not getting Y and maybe Y is more important to me than X or like, I don't know. I Mm. think it was a little bit um, of a way to kind of filter through as opposed to like this general theme. Like people are like, oh, what's your type? And it's like a very overarching. You say bro or whatever. Like theme, right? But it's really like I am interested in people that are confident, ambitious, competitive, um, well-traveled, which sometimes ends up meaning that you have to have financial means to be able to do that. Um, And so I think those things that maybe I wasn't looking at before as the real qualities, I was looking at it in a much more general way was a good way to be like, okay. But then like looking at people and being like, okay, like uh, it's also very important to me that someone has progressive politics and that, so if I'm going out with this like general, like bro theme, that doesn't always happen. So now I look for that and know to like, okay, just because this person falls under this umbrella of someone I might've liked as my type. I'm like, no, I like this about them, but this is also very important. And I'm unwilling to like say that, you know, I'm, unwilling to go out with them if they don't fit this category, but I can give up something else in that, you know, Hmm. well, naturally filling out the equation, I guess. Right. Then naturally what I'm going to ask is what, what qualities did I have that you were, that you would be a that you're normally into. And then which qualities did I lack that were, that were very crucial other than the chemistry part? Like let's take chemistry out of the equation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Without chemistry, I feel like there was, a lack of not a total lack, but a lesser confidence in yourself, like a self-confidence thing that I usually go for. Um, and I think part of that is just, you have some self-deprecating humor, which is like your mm-hmm. shtick, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Shtick. Is that like a mean word to say? I no, don't know. Shtick is a, it's a thing. You can say that. I was like, I don't really know it's a better kind of, term for that. Yeah. Shtick is fine. 
but shtick like sounds. You, you also don't have to, you also don't have to be nice about it, but I yeah, it's <laughs> I don't want to be mean. Uh, no, even though we any, talked about earlier that I mean, I if guess, there's but. a time to be mean, it's now not on our date. It's on in this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think the self-confidence, some assertiveness, mm. um, like I think that you're sure of yourself in some places, but I don't, at least when we were going out, I didn't feel like overall you were sure of yourself mm. and confident in yourself. And that was hard for me to like, you know, get behind, um, and I, cause I guess I, I, that for me is such an important part of who I am. Mm. Um, and I want someone to be a partner for that. Yeah. Like it was such a journey for me to get to that point where I really truly felt confident in myself and not just wasn't just faking it till I make it. And so I need someone else that is truly, truly confident in themselves as well, because I don't know that I like, there's still a part of me that worries I can backslide. Like, mm. Because that was such a, you know, it took some time for me to get there. So to have someone that I'm afraid, like, I might have to, like, carry through that, I don't know if I could do that. And do you think, uh, do you worry that the backslide will be because of a guy? Yeah. I can only imagine if you backslid in the confidence department, it would only be because of a dude. Yeah. I don't see it, like, anywhere else. But, um, so, like, that, I think, was something that I was, like, because we look at the world in a very you know, we are, you're a feminist, progressive politics, like, those things were very important to me. Um, and having like an open worldview was important to me, which you have too. But I think it came down to like this assertive confidence and like believing that mm. you were you and being okay with that was like my biggest yeah. concern. Fair. There's a, I had this guy on Nick Hawk. He's, um, he's a gigolo. He's on that Showtime show, Gigolos. I don't know if you heard of it. I'm not. He's he's a dude, uh, and he's a dude. He's, a, he's a dude. Uh, he and he wrote a book, and he's like, we had an interesting conversation when I had him on about like the difference between cockiness and confidence. And he's like, I want everyone to be uh, confident. Like, I want everyone to be full of themselves. He's like, it's like just kind of like the nuance between when it's cool to be like very proud of yourself and out there and saying like, yeah, I kick ass. Mm-hmm. And then the difference between that and being like cocky and an asshole about it. Right. Yeah. I think cocky which, is which just. Which you were alluding to earlier when we were talking. It's just being rude. Yeah. Like you can be confident and not rude. Yeah. And just be like, these are the facts. Um, Alyssa, do you have any questions possibly for me in regards to anything we discussed or from back then? Um, yeah, I guess. Is there anything that you feel like you would have done differently? Yeah, when I was like in between your legs, I would have actually eaten your pussy instead of like waiting for you to tell me to. <laughs> big, big, big regret. <laughs> Lovely. Don't know if you remember that. Nope. But nope. <laughs> we were back here. We went out. We You brought me home. We like got we were like making out. We got vaguely undressed. And then you had been mentioning like we were talking about it in, in bed. You were talking about how like you're not very like you're not good at asking for what you want or like like verbalizing what you want. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, and this is the fucking stubborn Billy person who thought this was a cute idea and then held on to it too long to when it stopped being anything fun. Where, like, I basically kissed my way down. And I'm, so I'm there and I'm like right in front of it. And like I was telling you, like, I'm not going to do it till you tell me to. And then you did it. Um, which is not <laughs> like I thought, like, oh, this is going to be like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Huge, huge regret. Huge regret. 
Should have huh. just, just done the thing that I know I, I do. That's the, one of the few selling points. So I... <laughs> Maybe that ended up better for our friendship. You know, there's no weird awkwardness there. We're like, we may not, whatever. Here we are. Yeah. Things no, are good. You're not friends with anyone who went down on you once upon a time. Now I'm trying to go through that Rolodex. It's uh, like, if you see my hoo-ha, you were, that's not happening. We can't hang out. No. No. I mean, there's a couple in there here and there, but. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, this, that was the thing. It was like me, because first it was like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to just try to tease enough that you'll be like oh my god finally do the thing yes lick it but then what happened was that it didn't happen and then i think you were confused what i was trying to do and then i was like she never gonna say anything and then i just kind of like we played chicken but like i was just i was down there the whole time it was like an extended uncomfortable length of time huh i don't remember that at all yeah uh i'd had a couple cocktails so that had a couple cocktails and yeah but distinct memory (laughs) that's funny uh, the one time I got I got into bed with you, uh, I felt like blew it. But uh, uh, we've done that differently, and I don't remember. I think all this went down what like March, right? Vaguely. Oh no, it was football season. Yeah, so I was. Oh, it was right before I met um, my soon-to-be ex. It was end of last year. Yeah, yeah. I had just started seeing someone, and then it got more serious. Like November, um, maybe? Yeah, October? That's, that's when I met S, because I don't know what else to call them. Uh, but yeah, I met them like end uh, October-ish, and then uh, and then we went out. So I don't know. But I do remember being like into it and wanted to... Pers- I remember not trying to want to fuck you. It was a very distinct feel. I was like, if all she wanted to do was fuck me, like, okay... Just don't roll your eyes at because it's an actual decision I have to make in my head sometimes. Because sometimes I'm really into someone where I'm like, if they only want to have sex and I'm really, really into them, I can't do that. Yeah. And as a thing, Billy's learned to do for himself. Uh, but but I remember being like, I want to see if this like can go in a romantic path. I remember when you told me you were going to go to the Peace Corps, I had like a mini like, oh, man, shit. Like, was that going to be mean? Because, um, again, I was just like, this person is the type of person I would want to date funny confident liberal doesn't have an issue correcting me <laughs> telling me i'm wrong i need that uh stuff like that so i don't know i think it ended out pretty well i'm okay with it same yeah we're on this couch <laughs> we had a great show there we go yeah we did good things um any any other closing thoughts um oh i remember the um the polyamorous conversation being hilarious oh boy oh god uh which <laughs> was this the conversation of m- what my deal was well you were like i'm guessing you like brought it up i think it was like our, maybe our second date like because what we went out three times i think something like that yeah yeah so it was like second date and you brought it up and you but you brought it up in a way that was like almost incredulous that i hadn't asked about it because cause it's in my Bumble profile. I put it in there because I'm always like, I need to put non-monogamous in there so everyone knows. So I'm not springing on people who... Like when people instantly... When people match me and instantly unmatch me, um, I have grown confident in my looks enough that the first thing I think it was, was the, the they read my bio. I don't remember that being in there. doesn't mean it wasn't. Anyway, but, but yeah. Um, 
but it was just like a funny like you're like well you haven't asked about this yet so and i was like okay that's because we're on a second date and i don't know if i like you yet okay but it was just a very funny you were like do you have questions i understand like your point of making sure to be totally open and like being there to share any insights like for people that aren't familiar with how that works and whatnot it just there was a bit of humor in it for me for you to be like well you haven't asked so i'm gonna tell you well what do you think i'm like i don't i haven't even we haven't even neared that bridge yet okay Um, but don't you think there's something to be said of not like continuing like i mostly brought up just because it didn't come up whether through my conversation or you asking on the first time and because i knew it was in the bio so i was just like well, she must have seen it, but it hasn't even like playfully come up like a like a little one off joke, something, whatever. Yeah. No, so no, I was like it, trying to be like, oh, like, I just want to make sure this was like mentioned. So that way it's not like, oh, five, six dates in. And then it's like a huge surprise. No, I, yeah. t- I totally understand. But the you're, intent. you're just like slow your roll, buddy. Yeah. Don't I worry. Do. Even if I was uh, <laughs> monogamous. Probably would have still said some sort of like slow your roll, buddy type of line because that's the emotional fuckhead I am. Uh, <laughs> no, I understood the intent. I was like, I, I smart, good for you. Put those things out there. It just on my side, there was a little bit of humor to it for you to bring it up and be like, well, you haven't, so I'm going to. Oh, and I was like, oh, I can't believe I phrased it that way. All right, well, okay, sure. Tell me all about it. Sure, but you still you still went out again because that wasn't a deal breaker. It would, it it might have probably ended up being a deal breaker. I think at that point it was more like I wasn't, didn't feel that romantic pull anyway. So it wasn't like, why am I, I'm not even going to worry about this. Doesn't matter. I might fuck this guy. I might not. But like the poly thing doesn't matter then at that point. Okay. And we all know, you know, which way that, that (laughs) fucking felt. Which way that went. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Billy just staring at her pussy for five minutes before being like, I should come up and give up on this (laughs) fucking weird thing I came up with. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. What am I, your fucking therapist? I'm not supposed to try to get you to start saying what you want. That's not my job. <sighs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Um, Alyssa, thank you so much for, you know, doing the, doing the shows, plural, and, uh, and good luck out there in Africa. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everyone. Oh, and just to clarify, like, there's not, before, you leave, what, the 4th? Uh, I leave New York on the 3rd, and I leave the country on the 11th. And before the 11th, there's zero chance you're going to be texting me after midnight. I think you haven't had a text after midnight for months now. It's not happening again. I, look, I all I just you hold weirder things have happened. That's not one of them. OK, that's fair. <laughs> Later, everyone. Oh, it was, you know, great chatting with Alyssa before she runs off to save the world one more time everyone please go check out andrea allen's stand-up show this saturday october 13th at 9 p.m at gutter in brooklyn and if you're in los angeles then i want to see you on november 4th at the man whore podcast live in la show tickets available at manwhorepod.com slash tickets as usual, uh, you can follow me on the socials. I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Billy Proceda. Say something nice, say something critical, just say something, but use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast when you say it. I've also uploaded, granted I'm a little late on it, but I have now uploaded a full 
photo album from ManhorCon. So if you couldn't make it and you want to see all the fun we had, go to the Manhor Podcast Facebook page and you'll see a, uh, a cool photo album in there. If you want to send me an email with your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, send that on over to manhorpod at gmail.com. If you're in the greater L.A. area and you want to uh, join us for the meetup while I'm in town, also shoot me an email so I know, you know who's interested. Last but certainly not least, become a member of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is where only my most devoted of fans show up. You can become a member for as little as one dollar per month and that gets you access to bonus episodes and sex positive discussion groups and uh at a five dollar level guess what you can hear andrea allen's wonderful bonus episode all you gotta do is go on over to patreon.com slash man podcasts again that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash man podcast Next week, I've got on writer and transgender activist Serena Donyari. Uh, she writes a column at Mike.com called Transplaining. And I'm going to have another special guest co-host for the intro. You'll find out who he is next week. But until then, stay slutty. <laughs> <laughs>